Hi everyone, welcome back to Medical Musings with Sam. It really is lovely to have you here again and I so appreciate you dropping by. Today I want to talk to you about dancing to the beat of my chronic illness drum. And in particular, I want to talk to you about the fact that pain needs to become my friend so I can live as well as possible with it and function as well as possible. It's a strange concept, I know. How on earth can pain be my friend? How can pain be your friend? Pain is something that we really all want to run away from, and why wouldn't we? I mean, it's not something any of us would ask for or would want on any level. But bear with me as I go through what I'm talking about. When I'm in hospital, the medical staff understand the concept of my bone disease. Nobody understands my bone disease because it's so rare, but they understand the concept of it and they understand that I have constant broken bones and I'm in a lot of pain. And they know that I generally, outwardly, am able to disguise that to a degree. I, I can talk through my pain. I can function mentally, generally, when I'm in a lot of pain. So they'll ask me, what my pain levels are out of 10 and I'll probably say something like 6 or 7 out of 10 and they'll take my blood pressure and often will say, sorry Sam, but we think it's more like 9 out of 10, your blood pressure is telling a very different story. So that's because once pain medications kick in, my blood pressure will drop. So it's a pretty easy deduction that physical pain causes a physical stress reaction. Now, my pain isn't going to improve. If anything, it's going to get worse, if that's possible. I get my pain down to about literally that 6 out of 10 with pain medication. It doesn't go lower than that. I've learned to live with pain at that level. But then it will spike throughout the day to 9 out of 10 because, you know, there's a gap between um, pain medication running out and being able to take your next round of pain medication. So... That's going to happen every day and it does. And it puts my body under enormous stress, physical stress. I don't tend to suffer from anxiety. I don't tend to suffer from depression. But it doesn't mean that I don't get stressed by this pain and it can cause mental stress. It, you know, it's, it's distressing. It can't help but be distressing when you're living with high levels of pain. That aside though, whatever happens now in my future, there's very few options available to me. So I've spoken before about how you know, the surgery path is pretty much closed uh, because the integrity of my bones is such that it's just way too dangerous to try and do anything with them and it could cause more complications than solutions. So Pain needs to become my friend. I have to live with this and I have to live with this for the rest of my life for as long as possible. I have to find a way to not allow it to overcome me. So pain needs to become my friend. How? How can I do that? Well, I guess it starts with how I look at my pain. If I think of my pain in terms of what it's doing for me as opposed to what it's doing against me, that's a good starting point. It's a bit of a mind flip 
that I have to do. So my pain reminds me that if I have surgery, risks are imminent and not even just, you know, might be kind of risks. They are definite risks. So my pain tells me that I'm living with it for a reason and it's a good reason because the alternative to try and fix the pain could be far worse and I may not even be alive. That's the reality of that situation. Then my pain also reminds me that I have a progressive disease and I need to look after myself. So it reminds me when my rest periods are due. So when it's out of control, I know that I need to stop whatever it is that I think I should be doing and I need to rest my body completely. It reminds me of that. It's that tap on the shoulder telling me, Sam, it's time. It's time to have a rest. My pain also causes me to reevaluate my life goals, my vision and my purpose. And as you all know, if you've listened to my previous um, episodes, I've done that. I'm doing that. I've created a new life full of things I love to do, different things I would never have considered while working full time in my past life. So, Pain's caused me to be inventive. It's challenged me mentally to think outside the box. I'm a problem solver by nature, so I've embraced the challenge of pain management as a project. I've approached it from a project management perspective, which means I'm the manager and therefore I'm in control of it as far as I possibly can be. So, I want to dance to the beat of my chronic illness drum. I want to create, I guess, a, a world in which I can live with my pain because that's what I have to do. And my pain does cause me to dance to the beat of my own chronic illness drum. It's letting me set guidelines specific for my life and for my physical needs. That's if I look at it that way. Because of my pain, it's allowing me to share my story in the hope some of my life changes can inspire others. I hope that by doing that, that some of you can find ways to dance to the beat of your own chronic illness drum. So will pain ever be my best friend? No, no way. It doesn't have to be my enemy though and this is what I mean by accepting pain as my friend. I don't want to make it worse than it is. If I stop looking at it as an enemy, it reduces its power over me. If I stop looking at pain as my enemy, I'm disarming it and that's really powerful. So I have a few tips that I've shared in my blog, my medical musings and I've written an article in there called chronic illness catastrophe days and that's talking more about when pain is out of control and you're having a disease flare and that is going to happen no matter how hard we work towards you know managing our pain and having pain management therapies that help us through our normal pain days we will always have episodes where we need to do more and so that's what the Chronic Illness Catastrophe Day article blog post is all about. And I've also shared that in uh, a couple of episodes back in the podcast too, if you'd like to listen to it. 
So, you know, that's probably one of the most helpful articles in relation to dealing with pain that is off the charts. But let's get back to our ordinary pain days and what we can do to embrace them in a way that gives us life. So one of my favourite and most effective natural pain management tools is listening to music. When I wake in the morning, I literally can't move and I'm not exaggerating. As I try and roll over in bed to get out, I soon realise that my body is fused to the mattress. My spine just won't move and if I try, the pain release is such a blood-curdling scream. It's just awful and it's just not me to do that and I absolutely hate the fact that that, that happens. My husband wakes with a start. He knows the drill. I have to get out inch by inch. Any quick movement is bone grating on bone. So as I slowly sit on the edge of my bed, my spinal canal is compressed and it just is agony. I eventually can stand with two crutches and my broken bones just create their own musical sound, which is far from heavenly, but certainly has its own drum beat. But I've found over the past year that if I want to, um, you know, do something to break through the horror of that pain, I need to implement some kind of pain management distraction therapy. So, the first four to six hours of the day, you know, after I try and arise from the bed, etc., I'm pretty much useless in terms of physical activity. But it's not the end of the world. I can work around that and still have a life. So my mind can work, but I need to be, you know, resting in a chair or, or lying back on the bed or doing something like that. So because my mind can work, I can use that time to write, to podcast um, and to manage my online support forum and connect with members on the group. So it's not lost. It's not wasted time. I'm doing things that I love to do. I've just had to really think differently about how I schedule my day. So when it comes though to physical tasks, I need to think about how I can tackle those and what I need to do to implement another kind of distraction therapy. So in the mornings, doing the mental work helps distract me from to some degree, from the pain that I'm going through. But then there are things that I want to do physically later on in the day. And so I need to think again about what I do. So once I'm capable of moving a little with crutches on my walker, this is where music works for me. This is where I can begin dancing, not in a literal sense, of course, but dancing to the beat of my own drum. As soon as I play my favourite songs, I begin singing. My mind becomes focused on the music and the words of the song. I listen to music special to me. Mostly it's a variety of gospel music, but I also love country and popular music and even classical music. I still feel my pain. Each step causes sharp shocks throughout my body, but it's not at the forefront, forefront of my thoughts. The small change of allowing the music to flood my mind allows me to complete the task I want to do. The music soothes my soul and it reduces the physical and mental stress, which in turn helps reduce my sense of pain. So I've decided that I need to use music 
as a reward. So over the past few months, I've taken my music distraction therapy just that step further. I've created a discipline where I don't listen to music unless I'm completing a physical task. And that includes even getting dressed and doing my hair and makeup. This approach to using music as a pain management tool means I now look forward to doing some physical tasks each day rather than cowering at the thought of them because I know they're so painful. They're now linked to a reward that I love, a reward that's special to me, and that's the key to why it works. So any reward that you choose has to be something that's aligned to your own tastes, loves and likes. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it will be music. It could be something completely different for you. It could be um, it could be listening to a podcast. It could be, um, you know, listening to an audible book. It could be um, having something on telly while you're, um, you know, doing something in the kitchen, whatever. It needs to be something, though, that's right for you. And this just gives you an idea of what you might be able to implement, what you might be able to do to dance to the beat of your own chronic illness drum. So for me, physical tasks equals my music sessions, listening to my favourite songs. They ignite a happy, positive image in my mind rather than a crippling, painful one, and they take me to a happy place. Now, again, my idea of what's an important physical task will likely be very different to yours. For me, it's important to get dressed nicely each day, to make the bed, keep the house tidy. I don't want to feel like a patient or like I'm unwell. So doing these things help me still hold on to a semblance of my normal. It's important for my mental well-being. What's also important, though, is that you do recognise that it is just what I like to do and it doesn't mean that that's right for everybody. And I think that, you know, sometimes we can easily fall into that kind of trap of thinking or even questioning why is somebody doing that, that that's surely not important. But I think that's us putting our own values on things. So, you know, what's important to you is important to you and do not let that be watered down. What's important to me is important to me and and I need to do that in order to be happy. So it's it, keep that in mind when you're designing what's right. Don't let somebody put a thought in your mind that this is what you should be doing because we think it's right for you. It has to be something that's right for you. So if I didn't do the tasks that I do each day or, or each week, they would actually cause me mental stress. <laughs> so that's only going to aggravate my, my pain further. So it's important that I do those tasks. It's important that whatever tasks we do, that they create a sense of purpose in us. Otherwise, it just isn't going to improve your well-being or your pain levels. But we have to be sensible. So I still have intense limitations, even while happily listening to music. I have to pace all my activities and I can't be standing or upright for more than 10 minutes at a time. So even during those 10 minutes, I'm still in a lot of pain, but 10 to 15 minutes won't cause me to be laid up for days if I stick to a 10 minute limit. If I try and push through my pain threshold, um, you know, I could end up with new fractures, and do <laughs> I've learned the hard way um yes I'm a slow learner and you know that's not great so I need to ensure that I'm being very sensible in what I do so 
if you do want to try some music distraction therapy, and again, what the, the tips that I'm going to share can be applied to other things that you do. But here's some tips of how I use music as a distraction. But again, please be careful with whatever you do that you are working within your own limitations. So the first thing is think through how to go about the task in a way that you won't aggravate your pain beyond what you can handle. So there's no point doing any task if it isn't something you shouldn't be doing. I have checked with my medical team about the things that I do around the home and whether I'm okay to push through the pain and they have said to me that that is okay. So, you know, I'm being sensible in what I'm doing. Secondly, though, set a time limit. Start slowly and build up to longer tasks as you test your body's limitations. So don't overexert yourself, particularly when you're perhaps just starting off doing a few things that you've been approved to do. Thirdly, Set a playlist on Spotify or however you listen to your music and make sure it's only going to play for the length of time you need to be active. It's a great timing system. The music stops, you stop. Simple as that. Number four, enjoy yourself. Pain takes so much from us to have 5, 10 or 30 minutes of physical move, movement, listening to music that you love while achieving a task. Look, for me, that's just pure joy. Find the thing that's going to cause pure joy for you, that's going to motivate you to complete something. And then my last tip on that is just be careful with upbeat music or whatever it is you might be going to do. I actually had some really great toe-tapping music on the other day and I started to dance a little. And I know, I know that sounds completely crazy and there were major consequences. So my advice is uplift, uplifting music is great, but please don't do anything that makes you think you can fly <laughs> because you can't. I want to leave you, though, with a really favourite song of mine. It's called Whispering Hope. It's an inspirational song with a beautiful melody and it's absolutely perfect for anyone experiencing pain and suffering. The words are beautiful. It's also timely as we navigate our way through the current COVID-19 pandemic. Hope may seem like something out of reach at the moment, but listen for it. We can hold on to tangible hope. We can dance to our own chronic illness drum in a tangible way. We can alter our circumstances to some degree just with a little imagination and thought. The first line is whispering hope. Oh, how welcome your voice. It's a bit of a tearjerker, but sometimes a good cry also helps relieve physical pain a little. So don't be afraid of, of crying. So the words that I want to share with you are the first verse and chorus. There is a YouTube clip. Um, which is from Songs of Praise, actually. Uh, Hayley Westerner is the singer. She's a beautiful New Zealand singer with the voice of an angel. So look up Hayley Westerner on YouTube and Whispering Hope and you will be in for a treat. So how can pain become a friend rather than an enemy? Ask yourself that. How can your pain become a friend rather than an enemy? What would your dance to the beat of your chronic illness drum look like? Ask yourself that too. And then have fun thinking about what you can do differently. What can you do to introduce some joy into your life 
that can be used as a pain management therapy. So whispering hope. Let me just leave you with these words. Soft as the voice of an angel, breathing a lesson unheard. Hope with a gentle persuasion, whispers her comforting word. Wait till the darkness is over. Wait till the tempest is done. Hope for the sunshine tomorrow after shower is gone. Whispering hope, oh how welcome thy voice, making my heart in its sorrow rejoice. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you very soon. Bye.